Hi, friends. You notice how I said hi instead of hello? I'm just being a little kooky. I just thought I'd change it up a little bit. Keep it, keep it crazy. Keep it kooky. Random. Okay. Hey guys, it's Alyssa. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a fair warning before this episode gets started that if you want to jump right to the 20 ways to combat loneliness, that's going to start at 9 minutes and 45 seconds or so in. I know that your time is really valuable and I do go over some good stuff in the beginning 9 minutes of the episode, but if you want to jump right to those 20 ways to combat loneliness, just skip on ahead to just about 9 minutes and 45 seconds in. You know, I was thinking today about my theme song and how it's filled with the beautiful cry of baby goats, and I was thinking to myself that you probably don't know why I have baby goats in my theme song, and the simple answer is because I like goats, and I think other people like goats for the most part, and I think it would be really funny if a bunch of baby goats got together and formed a heavy metal band, because that is definitely a performance I would go and see. And that was Fun Facts from Alyssa on this episode of Empathy is Badass. Next on this episode, we're going to talk about something that actually might matter to you, and that is how to combat loneliness. And on the last episode of Empathy is Badass, I talked about feeling lonely and how it's a lot more common than we might think, but for some reason, still really taboo to think about. I talked about how social media plays a big part in that and how we're always wanting to present ourselves like we have all of the things going on and all the friends, et cetera, et cetera. I also gave 40 affirmations that can help with loneliness or to help reframe your perspective about being lonely or even help you get into the right mindset for meeting new people and making new friends because, of course, that is a great way to combat loneliness. But... Sometimes when you're feeling really lonely or if it's been a while since you've made a new friend, like for instance, let's say you just moved to a new state. You don't know anybody there. You moved for a job or whatever, and it's been four months since you've lived there and you really haven't made a friend. It can feel so intimidating to just put yourself out there as this adult person and say, hey, I'm this adult person who needs a friend. Do you want to be that friend? It it can all just feel so awkward, you know? Like, when you're younger, you're kind of in these social settings that are meant for friendship. When you're in high school and you're seeing the same people every day, going to the same classes, same thing in college, you have this set group of people that no matter what, you're going to be seeing every day and you know at the time they were in the same age group as you they had a lot of the same things going on so it was really easy to resonate with that group of people that you were around in school every day and even if you weren't friends with every single person at school most of the time if you went to a public school there were enough kids there that you could at least find one or two that you could kind of fit in with and I know that that's not the case for everyone and that some people really struggle through school But for the most part, I would say overall, growing up and being in school is a relatively easier environment, at least to socialize in, even if it's not to make friends. Whereas an adult, I feel like it's kind of not talked about as much that you really have to make that choice for socialization. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go out and find these things to do or groups to join or events and activities, it's on you. There's nothing that's just kind of pre-set up for you as an adult, whereas in school we had, you know, dances and sports and all of these organized activities that were just readily available to us. And while as adults, those things are still around and it's always something that you can participate in, it requires extra effort on our part and sometimes it even requires extra money. And so there are this whole new set of challenges that comes along with finding friends and 
building relationships, and not being lonely as an adult. And while work can definitely be a great place to meet people sometimes, especially if you're working somewhere that has the same core values as you and the same morals, you're definitely likely to find like-minded individuals. But that's not the case for everyone with a job. Not everyone is super passionate about what they do or the field that they work in. To some people, their job is truly just their job. And there's just not much more behind it than that. And so for those people, work is just not the ideal environment to make friends in or to combat that loneliness in. And sometimes, especially at work, those experiences and conversations that you're having with people can sometimes feel like inauthentic or disingenuine because at the end of the day, it's your job. And so sometimes for me, it's hard to think, Like sometimes I'll literally go into a gas station and then let's say the cashier is really nice to me and then I'm like running out to the car and I'm like, Joe, Joe, I just made a friend. The gas station cashier was so nice. Like, is that person my friend? Is that gas station cashier that I have barely spoken to and met one time and checked out my chocolate chip cookies? Are they my friend? In my mind, sure, because they were nice to me. But at the end of the day, there is a chance that that person you know, interacted with me because they were at work and they were paid to do that. And people are kind just because they like to be kind, but you just have to wonder sometimes when you're interacting with anyone that's working, even if you're both working, if it's a genuine interaction or if it's more for just, you know, maintaining a peaceful environment overall. And so as an adult, I think that, again, you know, we just don't really want to advertise when we're feeling lonely because a lot of the times there is like this weird shame or stigma surrounding that and I talk about that a lot in our previous episode on just feeling lonely and so if you'd like to hear more about that definitely check out that episode but on this episode we're going to focus more on how to combat that loneliness steps that you can take concrete things that you can do today or this week or sometime in the near future that can actively help you combat those feelings of loneliness if you're having them and will just help you get out into the world and meet people and have new experiences. And I want to preface this by saying you have to be open-minded. You have to be open to these new experiences. I can tell you all of these things all day long, and not all of them are going to be comfortable for everyone. Not everything that works for me is going to work for you. But at the end of the day, you really don't know unless you try. Failure is the main way that we find out how to succeed. It's through those failures that we learn what we do want or what we do like or what we need. And so as I go through all of these, keep a really open mind. And even if it sounds like it's something that would be totally outside of your realm of comfortability, just try to stay open-minded and give it a chance. Because at the end of the day, if you haven't tried something yet, I think it would be really, really hard to know if that thing could positively impact you or not. So I just want to get right into it because there is a lot to go through here, but I think that it's all really, really good information. I have moved so many times since I've left my parents' house. I think at this point I'm on like move nine or 10 or something like that. So I'm very used to just uprooting everything and going somewhere where I know absolutely no one at all and having to just kind of assimilate and fit in and find my people. And don't get me wrong, this was an extremely hard process to get to where I am today where I know some of these things that I can do. Because when I first started moving around, I had no idea what the poop I was doing, how to meet people. I was so awkward. Thank goodness for my jobs at the time, working with animals. It's a great place to find like-minded people, especially if you love animals. But thank goodness for those friends because they really got me through that first big move. But outside of that, when I started to move further and further away, it was all new to me. Nobody told me what to do when I got there, how to do it. I just had to figure it all out for myself. So I'm just presenting this information in the hopes that if you're looking to take that big leap, if you're looking to move or get outside of your comfort zone, or even if you've lived in the same place and you're just wanting to meet new people, It's always a good time to grow and it's always a good time to work on yourself. And so, again, you know, just stay open minded. And hopefully one of the things that I say sounds like a good idea to you and will bring some beautiful new people into your life. 
So my first tip for combating loneliness is to get out of the house. And this can be in the most minimal possible <laughs> circumstances, even if it just means walking outside of your front door, walking down the street, driving down the street to the gas station with your windows down, with your windows up, music on, music off, I don't care. Just get out of your house if you can once a day. And I realize that this is not realistic for everyone. Some people cannot leave the house without assistance. Some people require help because of their mobility. Some people are bed bound. So I understand that this doesn't always work, but a good alternative to this would be to try to find maybe a video online where you can explore a new city, or maybe you take a virtual guided tour of a museum somewhere you haven't been before. I'm really trying to give alternatives for as many situations as I can think of because I understand that everyone's circumstances are different. So just bear with me as I really try to make all of these things accessible for as many different people as possible. Another good option if you're not able to leave your house right now would to be to find some sort of Zoom group or virtual group that gets together once a week and maybe you get auto inputted with different people every week so you're meeting new people. The whole goal of getting outside of your house or getting outside of your brain or your environment is to A, refresh your perspective and just kind of give you that fresh boost of energy that you need to keep going. And B, you never know who you might meet. Anytime you step outside of your comfort zone or go outside of your house or go into a new group or try something new, there's always an opportunity there to meet new people if you're open to it. Now, if you go out into the world and you have this energy about you like, don't talk to me, I'm angry, I don't want to be here today, nobody is probably going to come up to you and just like start a conversation. So just try to remember that when you're out in the world is that I know that it's hard and things can just get really sad sometimes and life can be really heavy, but be intentional when you go out into the world with the energy that you present because if you have the right energy, like my mother for instance, anywhere we have ever gone on vacation, I'm from a very small town and it does not matter where we have gone on vacation within the United States, she always strikes up a conversation with either a stranger or half the time she knows someone there somehow and it's because she has this energy about her that just radiates love and talk to me and positivity and I have time for you. So if you are seeking that companionship then you have to present the energy that you have time for other people and you want those interactions because we live in this world right now where a lot of people are just moving so quick and there's always something else to do and it's all about productivity and especially living in an area like Phoenix, which is one of the biggest cities in the United States, it just feels like everyone is so busy all of the time. So if you want those genuine interactions with people, you have to present yourself in a way that says, hey, I have time for you. I want to talk to you. You have to be engaged if someone does approach you, if it's a conversation you're interested in. You can always have boundaries and you never have to talk to anyone that makes you feel uncomfortable. But if you have the best, most positive energy about you, you're more likely to encounter some other people who have that energy too. So the next thing on my list to try to combat loneliness is to get out of your comfort zone and really have the courage to be uncomfortable. One of my favorite quotes is complacency is poison because I think a lot of the time when people get complacent and they stop trying new things, they lose that zest for life and sometimes they just become miserable and resentful because of all of the opportunities they didn't take or all of the things they didn't try and it's just not a very happy life to live. And so when I say get out of your comfort zone, it could be such a small step at first. It could be taking a step outside of your front door. It could be posting a video of yourself on the internet if that's what you want to do. It could be selling one of your designs of something that you never had the confidence to sell before. It's all just about pushing yourself to grow and realize that failure is inevitable in the course of finding success. You cannot succeed without failure. So if you live your whole life being afraid to try new things because of either rejection or failure or not being good enough at it, 
you're going to get to the end of your life and regret so many things because you don't have to be the best at it. You're never going to know more than every single other person on this planet about one thing. There's just no one in the world that has all the answers or the right way or the only way to do something. There's always another way to do something. And so never be afraid that there's already too much out there or it won't be good enough or there's not space for me. You have to make space for yourself. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to grow and change. And that's not easy. It's not an easy thing to just push yourself out of your bubble but it is absolutely necessary in combating loneliness because if you want those authentic and genuine relationships, you have to be authentic and genuine and be your most true self in the world so that you're attracting other people who are like you and who are like-minded. tip on my list for combating loneliness is to work on talking to strangers. And this kind of goes with my first point of just getting out of the house. And again, you do not have to ever have a conversation you are uncomfortable with. I know that I have been at the bar many a time when I have been approached and it is not a conversation that I want to have. So don't misinterpret this as having to talk to anyone at all. I just kind of want you to think about it more in terms of, like, for instance, there are so many times when I am out in the world and I see a girl with, like, beautiful hair, really cute shoes or cool pants or, like, whatever, and I tell my boyfriend, like, oh my gosh, like, look at her hair, oh, she's so pretty, or look at those sunglasses, and he always says, why don't you tell her? And then I'm like, oh God, I guess I could tell her. But then what if she's like, why is this girl talking to me? And, blah, 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 and then my head explodes basically because all of these intrusive thoughts and all of these negative thoughts and all of these perceptions about myself that I have are trying to mess with something so simple, just complimenting someone. And I can tell you that every time I've been complimented on my pants or my hair, whatever, it makes the rest of my freaking day. I'm talking about it for months that time that person complimented me. And so that's one thing that I've really tried to push myself to do is that when I see something I like or when I see something and I'm like, I want to compliment them, I do it. Because that comfortability with rejection, it it gets easier maybe <laughs> the more that you get rejected but it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable and so the more that you do it the more that you put yourself out there even if that person doesn't acknowledge you even if they're just kind of like oh thanks the more that that happens the less it's going to feel like the end of the world every time you have a small social interaction with someone so just push yourself to say nice things that you normally wouldn't be brave enough to say or go to a networking event if there is something in your area where you feel like like-minded people would be there but you don't have anyone to go with just go check it out by yourself and as intimidating as that can sound there are going to be more people there than just you that came there by themselves who are probably feeling the exact same way of dear god please let me find someone to talk to so i'm not standing in the corner alone while i'm here so be that person for people. Be that person that approaches someone and strikes up a conversation about whatever. A compliment is a great place to start a conversation because immediately that person is going to be more prone to hearing you out and listening to you because you just made them feel really good about themselves. So just keep that in mind that as intimidating as it can be, a compliment or just saying something kind to someone is a great, great place to start. So the fourth way to combat loneliness, and it sounds a little counterintuitive, is to get comfortable with being alone. Reframe your perspective on what it means to be lonely or what it means to be alone. You could reframe that time that you have alone as self-reflection time, as self-care time. If you take that time for yourself to work on your personal growth or to work on self-care, when that period of loneliness or being alone is over and you have an opportunity to go into the world again, you're going to feel like the best, most ready version of yourself because you took that time of reflection, because you took that time of self-care. So instead of viewing every night that you spend at home alone or every weekend that you don't have plans as this missed opportunity, just try to think of it more as an opportunity to take that time for yourself instead of kind of 
just going out into the world and grasping at anything you can and just seeing what sticks. Really think about what you want from life, what's important to you, and that will give you clarity as you're looking for things to do and as you're looking for people because you'll have an idea of what you want and what you need. Next up, we have number five, which is to pet an animal slash volunteer with animals slash be around animals in whatever way possible. So I know that not everyone is ready to go out and get a pet today, even if it's just a fish. I am the I love animals more than anyone I know. It's all I care about, really, other than people, of course, which I guess it's most of it. But anyway, I have killed so many fish. I am a fish murderer, and it's never on purpose. But they, they're sold that, oh, it's the simplest pet in the world. You just put them in water. No, there's chemicals and stuff that happens to them, and I try to feed them peas to save them, and it just doesn't work. So trust me when I say I understand that not everyone is ready, even for the most simple of pets. And I would just like to add that I have kept four mammals alive for almost a decade now, so just throwing that out there. But anyway, I understand that not everyone is ready to have a full-time pet. It is a ton of responsibility. It is basically like living with eternal toddlers, especially if you get huskies, which I would not recommend unless you are an advanced dog owner. But that is not the only way to interact with animals. There are so many shelters and rescues and ranches that are in grave need of volunteers right now. Animal shelters all over the United States. I don't know about the world because it seems like shit's hitting the fan here, but animals all over the United States right now are flooding these animal shelters because there are so many of them. Everyone got a pet during COVID and then a lot of people didn't get their pets spayed neutered. So then we have lots of baby puppies and kitties running around. But after people had to go back to work or when people started to have less money because COVID was catching up and inflation and all these things, so many animals have just been dumped in the street or taken into the shelter where these poor shelter workers can hardly keep up. So what a better way to combat that loneliness than to go volunteer to shelter or to find a farm rescue if that's what you're into. I love petting a cow. I love hanging out with a goat or a sheep. Sign me up any day of the week. It is just like animals hold this peace about them that is indescribable and unlike any experience I've ever had with a human. There is something so genuine and compassionate about them and all they want is love and all they want is to love you in return. They have zero negative intentions. So if you're feeling sad or alone, I am telling you that spending time with an animal will heal your heart in ways that you might not even be ready for. I worked with animals for a huge part of my career and I still do as much as I can outside of my career. And I have never been as deeply and genuinely impacted by something as I have with animals. They are so pure. They will always be there for you. And there is always an animal out there that could use your time and attention. Number six on our list of ways to combat loneliness is to volunteer with people. I understand that not everyone is as big of a fan of all animals as I am. And so there are plenty of opportunities in this world to volunteer with people if that is more up your alley. People experiencing homelessness, elderly people, children, families, women, refugees. There are so many populations in desperate need of help right now. And just like if you were volunteering at an animal shelter or volunteering anywhere, a lot of the times the other people volunteering there are going to have a similar mindset or be passionate about helping the same population or passionate about the same issues. So not only are you getting to positively impact a population in need, you also have a chance of meeting someone like-minded that likes to discuss the same things as you and help the same causes that you do. So it's a great resource for a lot of reasons because A, you're helping out this population that really needs it. B, you have a really high chance of meeting someone who is at least passionate about the same causes that you are. And C, just having that outlet of helping someone and finding that empathy and compassion for people is going to be 
another way that you can help combat that loneliness because you feel like you're a part of something. You feel like you're a part of the greater good, this mission to really help. And so that's a great way to combat loneliness as well. Number seven is to start a meetup group. And while this might not be for everyone, especially if you're just getting into this whole finding friends and really wanting to get down a solid group of people thing, starting a meetup group probably sounds like a lot. But hear me out. Your meetup group does not have to be like a hundred members who all go on five-hour hikes every day. You could start a meetup group that's as simple as, you know, let's meet at this coffee shop once every three weeks and play a board game. And maybe you make it just 10 people. And I think that maybe you have to pay a fee to start a meetup group. You could also just start like a free Facebook group and then share that Facebook group in similar pages and just say, hey, I'm in this area and I'm really trying to get this group going for people who like to crochet or work with clay or who work on motorcycles or people that have started small businesses. There's always going to be a need for something like that because a lot of the times people just stop short of executing because they get in their head and they're thinking, oh, nobody's going to want to join this. This is going to be a bunch of work for nothing, blah, 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 blah. People just stop short of this wonderful thing that could happen. So don't try to, you know, try not to psych yourself out like, I don't have any planning skills. I've never been head of a group before. Simplify it as much as possible for yourself and really tailor it down to what you're looking for because there's a really high chance that someone else out there is going to be looking for a similar group in your area too. Number eight on ways to combat loneliness is to attend the same activity weekly. This could be like yoga or a hobby club like crocheting or knitting Or it could be even a meetup group, like if you don't want to start the whole meetup group, you could join one. The only thing I'll say about meetup, especially if you live in a really big city, is that sometimes these events that they put on, the wait list starts so quickly. Because let's say like you're having brunch in a coffee shop, you can't have 100 people in this poor diner at 8 o'clock in the morning, so you have to limit how many people can RSVP and come. And so sometimes what I've noticed that happens is that let's say that there's this group that I'm a part of and there's 5,000 members in the Phoenix area. Within like two minutes of them posting it, there's so many RSVPs that I literally, like I just, I'm not supposed to attend, I guess, because (laughs) there's no more, there's not enough room on the list. And so that can kind of be the downside to meetup is that if you live in a really populated area, it can be harder to get into some of those things. But if you have a more niche hobby and you're able to find a group that participates in that thing together, things like that are probably going to be a lot easier to get into because A, they're not advertised as much and B, the smaller the niche is, the smaller the community will be. And so you might be better off trying to find a more specific group, but meetup is always a great option as well. And I understand that a lot of these activities that you can go to weekly, like yoga or a fitness class and things like that, they cost money. And so not everyone is able to spend money once a week or every two weeks or once a month or whatever the case may be. And so it can get a little tricky, but there are so many free events offered by all kinds of cities. You have to look for them a little bit harder. And sometimes they might be a little bit more low key, or sometimes there could be a lot of people there because there are a lot of people looking for free events right now. But again, try everything once. Really do your due diligence and due diligence? Due diligence. That's such a hard word to say. Really put in the work and do some research and try to find those kind of smaller activities going on or free activities that happen on a regular basis so that you can see the same people and really familiarize yourself with them. Number nine on our list of ways to combat loneliness is to be open to new people and to try to have the least amount of judgment possible. And I kind of talked about this earlier about the energy that you present and making sure that people know that you have time for them. But I do think that it's important also to protect your energy and to be selective of these new people and friends that you're bringing into your life. I don't mean to be judgmental and pick them apart over 
you know, minor things that you might have differences in. But I do think that it's important to always make sure that the people you're aligning yourself with are on the same page as you and have the same growth mentality as you because the people that you surround yourself with are very important. And so just remember that it's not a quantity game. Friends and relationships, while having a lot of them is nice, quality is the most important thing to focus on because those high quality friends are going to be relationships that last a lifetime potentially and will have so many benefits for your mental health among so many other things. So just remember that while you should always be open, especially if you're looking new people, you always have the right to set boundaries for yourself and be specific on the energy that you allow into your life. So number 10, and my favorite way to combat loneliness is to remember that social media is not real. Let me say that again. Social media is not real. It is fake. It is literally so fake and it angers me because it is just like the center of so much right now. And you've heard it a million times. We're only seeing people's highlight reels. You're seeing the best of the best of their life. But that doesn't make it any less hard when you're alone at home on a Saturday night, sitting on Snapchat or sitting on Instagram and seeing all of these people back home or these people wherever going out and they're with this huge group of people and they look so happy and loved. And when that's the only thing that you're seeing from them, it can be so hard to not compare your situation to theirs. But what you might not see is whatever's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they're really struggling with something outside of that. Maybe none of those friends are real good and true friends. You never know the full extent of someone's situation So it's always just important to keep that in perspective if you choose to get on social media. The number 11th, number 11th, doesn't matter. 11, number 11, body doubling. Body doubling can be virtual or physical. And if you don't know what body doubling is, it's something that I learned about within the last couple of years in terms of ADHD and something that I could do to help my ADHD. And when I was coming up with this list, I was like, this is good for all kinds of people, not just people with ADHD. And not everyone does their best work like this, but it's definitely helped me. So body doubling is basically when you are just working in the same space as someone. There is some science or some hoopla behind just seeing someone working is enough to keep you encouraged and motivated to work on the task at hand, but it can also be a great way to prevent yourself from getting lonely. There are services you can pay for online where, you know, for like $2 a month or something, you can watch this lady work every day for eight hours. And as silly as that sounds, sometimes even just knowing that you are alive and existing and working at the same time as someone else is enough to help that feeling of loneliness diminish at least a little bit. Because a lot of the times the person at the other end of that screen is working alone too. And so it's a reminder that there are tons of people that are quote unquote alone, but that doesn't mean meal that doesn't mean that we have to feel lonely and you can also body double in person something that I love to do is to go to the library I sit at a table and I'm just surrounded with other people sitting at tables working and being quiet and diligent and on top of that there have been a couple of times when I've had really nice conversations at the library because if you're sitting at a table alone and it's a more crowded day what a perfect opportunity for someone to sit down and say hey is this seat taken well no it's not have a seat boom instant friend so just keep in mind that a great way to combat loneliness is to not necessarily make a friend right away, but just put yourself in that space of other people being there, whether it be virtually or physically. Number 12 is to keep up with your self-care because confidence does not equal being conceited. I spoke about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but When you take that time that you have, that you're given to be alone with yourself and reflect, it's a great time to focus on your self-care and make sure that you feel good. Because as silly as it sounds, when you look good, you feel good. And sometimes even just taking care of yourself, the process of 
just tending to yourself and being kind to yourself and gentle, that is so powerful. And it's going to give you that confidence so that when you go out into the world ready to meet new people, ready to make friends, you feel good about yourself and you have the confidence to approach people because you know you're prepared and you're ready. You've cared for yourself. You've reflected on your experiences and you are ready to meet some people. Number 13 on our list of ways to combat loneliness is to call or FaceTime someone you love. This can be your parents or a friend that you haven't spoken to in years. I was having the hardest time the other day coming up with the business name Enron. I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, there was this company, they did a bunch of shit, it was like a whole scandal. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's in medical school. He has no idea what's going on. And so I called my friend Tim, who I had not spoken to like on the phone in probably years, not expecting him to answer at all. And he answered and it was the nicest conversation. And since then, we've been able to keep up with each other a little bit more. And it, it was just so beautiful because I had no, like I did not think he was going to answer the phone. And just the simple fact that he did made me realize that there are so many people out there in the world that care about me. that Maybe I haven't done the best job at nurturing those relationships. Or people just get busy and it's not like I forget they exist, but sometimes you even get into the place of, do I want to bother them? They have so much stuff going on. Why do they want to talk to me? They don't want to hear about my problems. They don't have time to this, that, and the other. But a true friend, someone that loves you, is always going to be there for you. And maybe you call them and they can't talk right away, but just shoot them a text like, hey man, could I call you later? I know it's been a while. Or, hey mom, I know it's been months since I've called, but can I call you later? I'm just kidding. I call my mom all the time. But I think you'll be surprised when you reach out to some of these people how open they are to communicating because a lot of people are experiencing this loneliness and they just don't feel comfortable talking about it. Now, I do want to say that I totally understand if your circle feels extra small or even non-existent right now. There are so many reasons for that. Maybe you're working on healing and you really needed to take an evaluation of the people in your life. Maybe you have unfortunately lost people. I absolutely understand that and I'm so sorry if that's your situation. But in your specific area, a lot of the times there are at least some resources available if you just need to talk. Not necessarily counseling or therapy or any sort of mental health help, but something just as simple as an event where people can get together and talk or a group, like a group circle that goes around and talks to each other or even just a phone line that you can call and talk to someone on the other end that can just remind you that you're not alone. The helpline, the suicide line, you don't have to be on the cusp of suicide or you know, really being at the end of your rope to call that number. Those people are just as much there to remind you that you're not alone, even when you're not at your absolute worst moment. And I will try to find some additional resources, phone numbers, or different places that you can reach out to if you just want to talk to someone, even if it's not a long-term friend. Sometimes that simple conversation or interaction with someone is enough to turn your day around. Number 14 on our list of how to combat loneliness is to get up in nature. Because in nature, you are never alone. Did you know, fun fact with Alyssa, that 50% of all mammals are rodents? We're mammals. Whales are mammals, right? Whales? I think so. But 50% of all of us are rodents. So I want you to think about that next time you're in nature. <laughs> Maybe not if you don't like rodents. It's a fun fact for me. But just, you are literally never alone in nature, is what I'm trying to say. Bugs, birds, bears, Battlestar Galactica, rodents, lizards, frogs. So many things. So many things in nature. Trees. Trees are alive. The sun. Water. So if you go into nature, you are kind of given this instant nature hug, let me say. <laughs> that you are not alone. You can hear that you're not alone. You can hear the birds. You can hear the bugs. You can hear the water or the breeze. There is something so 
beautiful about being out in nature and just realizing that you're a part of something so much bigger. So even if on a human level, if on a social level you feel really alone, just know that there are so many people kind of looking into the distance and just saying to themselves, what the beep am I doing? What the beep comes next? What the beep is even going on here? Like there are so many people that are confused and feeling alone. And you also never know, you could be going on a hike and you see somebody else on a hike and you're like, oh, hey, we're hiking in the same place. Let's hike together. Let's be best friends. Boom, friendship. There are possibilities, endless opportunities everywhere, but nature specifically is a beautiful place to turn to if you're able to find like-minded people who are just looking for a path to take. That could be a physical or metaphorical representation of what I'm trying to say, but you get it. Number 15 on our list of ways to combat loneliness is to rethink your free time. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. When I was just out of high school and living on my own, I've never really had a roommate. I've just kind of always lived by myself in small apartments. I've lived with a man occasionally, (laughs) mostly just by myself. And because of that, I have free time periods, just like anyone else, where tasks are done and I just kind of have time. And in those periods when I was living by myself, there was a good majority of that time that was either spent looking at my phone or looking at a TV or cooking dinner or whatever. I spent probably the first three years of like my adult slash in college slash living by myself life not fully utilizing my free time like I wish I would have looking back now. Maybe I was partying or going out or doing whatever as a young person does, but I just utilize my free time so intentionally now. And what I mean by that is that I have these goals. I have these intentions. I want to grow. I want to meet new people. I want to grow my business. I want to grow my podcast. And so at this point in my life, every moment of free time that I have is dedicated to either bettering myself, bettering my life, self-care, mental well-being. I am so passionate and focused on taking care of myself and bettering my life. But that was not always the case. As I said before, I have not always had that figured out. It really took these medical issues that I have going on and being forced to be very intentional about the way that I spend my time and energy for me to get this perspective of how important that free time is. Because even if I'm just working on finding an event or finding a friend or building a business or whatever the case may be, even if I'm only focused on that for a half hour every day, that builds on top of each other and that can lead to something so much greater. But you have to be very intentional with it. And so if being lonely and wanting new acquaintances and friendship is what you're focusing on, be intentional with that. Use your free time to go out into the world. Because I can tell you that the way to not combat loneliness and to accentuate that loneliness is to spend your free time being alone. Because again, sometimes even if you work all day, those interactions just don't feel as genuine. And so then if you get home and you live by yourself and you just kind of finish out the rest of your day and don't really have a lot of intention behind it, it can feel hard to feel fulfilled or it can feel hard to feel like you're really just like getting the most out of life. And that's what I want. And that perspective might not be for everyone. Some people might not want to push it that hard and that's okay. I'm just telling you what has worked for me. And I know that when I intentionally started to frame my time and make sure that I was prioritizing the things and the goals that I wanted and these intentions that I had, everything just started to feel easier and I felt more productive all of the time even if I wasn't working quote-unquote a hundred times longer or harder or more it was just how intentional I started to become with my time 
Number 17. I skipped number 16. Number 16 is to shift your focus outward intentionally. So this word intentional, it's really important when we're talking about growth and change because you have to want it. You have to put those pieces into place on your own. Nobody else is going to do that for you. And so when you shift your focus outward, what I mean by that is we're always going to have these inner life problems that are going on. Shit's hitting the fan 24-7 constantly. Nothing is ever normal. It's life. But when you spend all of your time wrapped in your own head about those problems, it becomes suffocating and it's super isolating because you start to feel like you're the only one in the world who is experiencing any of these things. So when I say shifting your focus outward intentionally, I kind of mean to intentionally put your thoughts on others. And this can be something as simple as trying to actively have more empathy for others or trying to think about what sort of person you would like to have as a friend. But it's just finding ways to get out of your own mind and shift your perspective and just your intention outward towards others to really just radiate that energy again of I am open I want this come on universe show me some new people so just kind of try to get out of your head and find ways to zap yourself out of those doom scrolls and bring yourself back to the present moment number 17 actually this time is to try solo experiences or to spend your money on those experiences or trips as opposed to material possessions. I spent pretty much my entire life deeply, deeply caring about what other people thought of me, specifically my appearance. Growing up in a very small town, there is this weird clothing phenomena that happens in grade school and high school where you know that the kids that are wearing certain brands at my time that would have been like Hollister, Abercrombie and Fitch, Kate Spade, I don't know, others in those early 2000s, 2010s lines. And if you did not have those name brand clothes, it was kind of this like red flag and it like and keep in mind this is just like kind of the perspective this is not how I feel but this is just kind of the energy around the situation so like for me because I didn't always have those brands or maybe I had one shirt of that brand but it was from four seasons ago and I got it at a thrift shop I was always so concerned that people were going to catch on to me and figure out that I was a fraud basically that I was faking it and I was trying too hard to fit in and so I spent literally my entire life up until like a year ago deeply just analyzing everything my hair my clothes it would take me so long to pick out an outfit to get ready because I wanted to make sure that it was perfect I wanted to make sure that my outfit said exactly what I wanted it to about me but what I didn't realize is that I was placing so much more value on the clothes that I wore and the hair that I had and the way that I looked than how I felt about myself inside and what I was doing for the world. And it became so toxic. I was impulsively spending because it was the only thing that made me feel less sad or less lonely because I thought that if I had the right clothes, if I had the right look, if I had the right face or makeup, that finally these these right people, these cool people would come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, sick pants, come join our crew. Like I literally felt like that and so many people are under this false impression that if they have the right items, if they have the right brands, if they have the right cars or connections, that the perfect people are going to just appear in their life and people will appear in your life. I can tell you that right now. If you start flashing all of these material things that you have, you will absolutely have people trying to get into your life. But those people will not always have the best intentions and they're not always going to be the most genuine friendships. Because when people gravitate towards what you have instead of who you are, 
I think that those are just not the sort of people that are going to benefit you and your well-being. And so it was very hard for me to release that feeling of if I do not have these nice things, then who am I or what am I to the world? And I still feel like that, even though I, you know, have a bare minimum wardrobe and I have really tried to focus on how little material possessions matter. And we've really tried to focus on experiences. It's still really hard when sometimes I have to go into a situation and I'm like, Oh, but if I just had a little bit of a nicer shirt or a little bit of a nicer, or a little bit of a different, but then I think to myself, like, would that really make a difference? Or is it me? Is it my personality that's going to push me over? Because the right people aren't going to give a shit what I wear, or what brand I have, or what car I drive. They're going to see me for exactly who I am and the kind of person that I am. And they're going to love me just for that. So please just keep that in mind that a great way to combat loneliness is to stop focusing on those material things and those material people who are also focused on those things and focus on these solo trips, these solo experiences where you can have times of reflection and meeting new and like-minded people who care about the things that also matter to you. Number 18 is to create a vision board. What do you want? When do you want it? Who do you want why do you want it? Sometimes when you're trying to like figure out all of these things that are life and you're like trying to understand how do I do this and I need to do this and it's like all this big balance all the time, the best way that I've found to sort through those mental things that I have going on is to just plop it out physically. And so vision boards can look any way that you want them to. For me, I always like to start by just envisioning what do I want? What's important to me right now? What do I want to work towards or strive to be? Or what do I want my goal to be? And you have to be careful with like goal setting because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You don't want to have these unrealistic expectations for life. But what you do want is to believe that anything is possible and that if you want it, if that's something that you want to happen in your life, you can make it so. You have to put the work in. It's not like you can just wish for it to happen and it does. But if you truly believe that you're capable of achieving anything, then you absolutely can. But what happens is that I know that sometimes when I've been writing a vision board and let's say that I put on there like, I want to own goats one day. Right now in my life, owning goats seems like the most unrealistic expectation but a vision board and setting these intentions isn't necessarily about what's happening right now it's what you know the future can be and so it's realizing that even though it might seem like it's outside of the realm of reality right now literally anything is possible if you're willing to work for it. So it's just about getting all of those dreams and aspirations out physically so you can look at them every day and remind yourself of what's important, of what you're working towards, of what you want out of life. When so much is going on all the time and you're constantly being fed information and content and all of these things seem so important, when you have one place to go back to where all of the things that are truly most important to you are listed out concrete, it gives you something to ground yourself to. It gives you a perspective to keep going back to to remind yourself why you've chosen the path that you have. Number 19. This one says to reach out to old connections, but I, I think I feel like I kind of already talked about that with the FaceTime and call thing. So we're Skipping to number 20, which is to embrace your creativity. I want to emphasize how important and beneficial this has been to me. I feel like everyone has that activity as a kid that you loved, like whether it be Play-Doh or crafting something or making something or eating dirt or rocks or whatever the case may be. There are a lot of things that people have loved to do as a child and growing up but then when they became an adult they felt like that thing or activity or hobby just didn't take priority anymore and that there were 
greater responsibilities at hand and so they couldn't focus on that thing but then that feeling of resentment and being miserable starts to happen and when all you're doing is working and not taking the time to embrace the things that truly bring you joy and make you feel creative you're gonna get burnt out and you're gonna just start to feel like there's no joy or purpose or meaning in the world and creativity is an amazing way to find that joy and to feel that thing that sparks your interest again. If you used to skateboard as a kid, why not try skateboarding now? Put on a helmet and some elbow pads so you don't break your elbow and can't go to work. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Vine reference. If you get it, great. If not, (laughs) sorry. But my point is, is that sometimes those things that you gave up on that you used to love as a kid is the thing that is going to bring out your inner child and make you feel like there is still good and happiness and joy in the world. Life is so serious all of the time. There's always going to be serious stuff and bad stuff and sad stuff happening. So if you don't have that place of happiness and joy and just childlike bliss to go back to and a place where you feel like you can express yourself and be yourself and be authentic, your life is just, it's going to start to feel suffocating if you don't have that outlet. And another great thing about these creative outlets is that there are usually other people out there in the world who also enjoy doing that thing. And that community in and of itself is a great place to find your people. So please never feel like your hobby or your passion or your creative outlet is a waste of time. Because nothing is a waste of time unless it's bad for you, unless it's not good for your overall well-being. I don't know if it's a waste of time, but it's not a good use of time. So I can promise you that doing a craft or creating or doing something that brings you joy is never a waste of time because without joy, the world just starts to look so dark and overwhelming. And I just truly believe that if everyone found and had a way to express their creativity, that the world would be so much happier and better off. Number 21, did I go over? Okay, well I have two bonus tips for you because I feel like these are important and I guess I counted wrong and there are 22 instead of 20. Anyway, 21 is to remember that you are worthy of companionship. If you have been in any sort of abusive or manipulative or toxic relationship with a partner or a friend or a parent, it can feel so hard sometimes to feel like you are even worthy of people's time. I spent my whole life, again, feeling like every time I spoke to someone, I was bothering them. Or every time I asked a question, I was too needy. Or every time I reached out for that social interaction that I was just bothering that person and that they probably didn't want anything to do with me anyway. And especially when I started dating my current boyfriend, who's the nicest man on this freaking earth, I was like, I I just would like verbally tell him, I do not deserve you. I don't deserve your time. I don't deserve your love. And of course, he was like, what are you talking about? But It's totally normal to feel that way if you've experienced certain things in the past. So just remember that I am telling you and that it is 100% true that you are worthy of companionship. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to have healthy relationships and the right people will not hesitate to love you and conversate with you and give their time to you. Because you're not taking people's time when they love you. They want to spend time with you because they appreciate who you are and they enjoy to be around you. And don't get me wrong, there will always be people in this world who do not have true intentions and maybe they do want to try to take advantage of you or use you. But that's why it's so important to self-reflect and have these boundaries and know what kind of people you need and are looking for so that when those people do come around, you can say to yourself, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I deserve and this is what I'm worthy of are genuine loving, happy people who elevate my life and help me become the best version of myself. 
everyone is deserving of a good friend. Everyone deserves to feel like they are loved, wanted, and needed. Bonus! This was supposed to be the bonus, but now we're on 22, so called a double bonus. Facebook events or Eventbrite. Now, Facebook events, let me tell you, it is hit and miss. Because a lot of the times, the way that they advertise is just a little bit different than what it turns out to be, but you gotta hype it up, and I do understand. But overall, I have found so many free events on Facebook events. And if you don't have Facebook, I understand. I hear from my 17-year-old sister that it's starting to go out of style. Regardless, if you do have Facebook, Facebook events is a wonderful place to check for things happening locally in your community. You can set it to a specific date or location. Let's say you're like traveling and you happen to be somewhere for a couple nights. Literally like a couple months ago, my boyfriend and I found out that there was a carnival going on while we were already like three hours away. And so we just stopped on the way home and it was a great time. It's just a really useful tool when you're just looking for something to do, even if it's by yourself and just be able to see what's out there you can even see like who else is going some of the time and yeah it's a really great place and then eventbrite which i'm not as familiar with but i did find like a craft class on there once um so you could even just type into google like events near me or classes near me and you never know what you might find again you know with any of these things you have to put in the work on the back end none of them are just going to happen for you you have to want it you have to want that betterment for your life but if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the time and be uncomfortable and be okay with that rejection if it happens, or at least try to get more used to that rejection if it happens and realize that, you know, you're never going to be everybody's cup of tea. Everyone is never going to be your biggest fan. It's, it's just not possible. There's always going to be someone with a differing opinion or someone that has their own stuff to work on and that's going to try to tear you down. But if you can just remember that you are deserving and worthy and you never have to have someone in your life that you feel like is disrupting your energy, and if you keep the energy of wanting to attract the right people into your life and being very loving and just being authentic and genuine in your true self, then naturally those same type of people will be drawn to you. And as long as you are able to kind of self-protect and self-regulate and as you're meeting all of these new people, just make sure that you know who you are, you know what you want, and that love is at the center of everything. Love for yourself, love for others, and just willingness to hear people out. Even if you know, you have your differences and it's not a friendship match made in heaven, then that's okay. At least you met someone new and learned something new. And I think that that's kind of what life is all about is gaining perspective from other people. And every person you meet does not have to be this lifelong friend, but all of these people that you meet along the way are going to help teach you something and fight that feeling of being alone and give you new perspective. And I just wish that we could all shift our perspective outwards a little bit more and realize that if we all came together as a community, all of us would feel a little bit less alone. So after an hour of amazing tips to combat loneliness, we are done. Woo! Thanks if you listened to this. This one was pretty long, but I feel like it was a lot of good information and I really wanted to give as many ways as possible to try to combat this feeling of loneliness because I can tell you guys about this stuff all day long, but it's still something that I struggle with. And as an adult, as I continue to move around and go to all of these new places, it's always going to be a little bit challenging at first. But just remember to always try to put your best foot forward and above all else, have love in your heart, be genuine, be authentic, have empathy. People are going to see that from miles away and they will gravitate towards that positive energy. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode and you didn't hear the previous one about feeling lonely, definitely check it out because those 40 affirmations that I give you are amazing to go along with this 
journey of trying to make new friends and feeling worthy of that companionship and especially if it's not something that you're used to or if nobody's ever really set you up for feeling really good about relationships and yourself the affirmations that I go over in the last episode are really beneficial I think for that Our next episode is going to be about time blocks, and I am so excited. Time blocks are something that I have used to help the ADHD struggle for about the last year now, and above all of the organization or planning things that I have tried for ADHD, this one has been the one that has stuck with me and has been the most concrete, and it's just been magic for me. It's really helped me just feel like I have my shit together and feel like I'm being productive every day and that I'm getting stuff done and yeah I can't wait to share it I'll tell you a little bit more about it when the episode comes out but as always you can check us out at empathyisbadass.com I actually am just about to release the blog post for this episode that will break down all of these different ways to combat loneliness pretty much just like I did in the episode, but it's a great reference point to go back to. I will try to have that up within the next few days here. And of course, you can always check us out on Instagram, YouTube, Etsy, Facebook. We just got a Facebook. Our Facebook is live. Empathy is Badass on Facebook. Please like. There are two followers right now. It's no one's fault but my own. I don't know why I waited so long for the Facebook, but I think it would be such a great place for everyone to communicate and share ideas and perspectives. So please check that out if you do feel so ready to do so, I suppose. Um, other than that, I don't think I, uh, I don't, can't think of anything else I want to tell you. So I love you guys very much. Thank you again for listening to Empathy is Badass. I hope that you find joy in something this week or try something that you haven't done in forever or try something that you did when you were a kid that you haven't done in years and I hope that you find joy. I hope that you're able to find the courage to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and experience new things because you never know what sort of opportunities will come from that and what sort of doors will open for you in all areas of your life. Remember, to do what floats your goat, be kind, be empathetic. I don't remember what I usually say at the end of the episode, so goodbye.